What is going on, everybody? Alex from Hidden Falls Media, and I am joined by the beautiful Emma P. Track today. Emma, how are you? I am so good. How are you doing, Alex? I'm kicking ass and living the dream. I am so excited to have you on. This has been a long time coming. We've been messaging back and forth for what seems like years trying to get this thing aligned, but you're here. I'm excited. We've got a limited amount of time with you today, and I want to hop right into it. You are just a force on social media and leading massive revolutions of people. I want to kind of get inside that origin story, get behind the eyes and between the ears a little bit. How in the world did you get to where you're at today? Oh my gosh, good question. Well, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania called Erie, and I lived there until I was 23 years old. I went to an online school, and part of graduation was I had to fly out to Las Vegas to do an internship. Now, I'm in the cannabis industry currently, but my past started in fitness, health, and wellness. I was really fascinated in how you could really heal your body without having to rely on a lot of things that we do now in Western medicine. So that got me really propelled on the path to where I'm at now. And on my internship, I met these really amazing people who once I went home called me and said, hey, how do we get you out here? You know, we think you do really well out here and we wanna actually hire you. So I came out and I worked for a really big personal training company certification body called the National Strength and Conditioning Association, the NSCA. And from there, I spent years opening, managing gyms. I opened up a few CrossFit gyms out here when that was just getting kicked off this, you know, in the yeah. mainstream. Um, and then from there, I ended up getting into the cannabis industry about five years ago when the market was medical out here. Cannabis has been something I've believed in since I was young. I've been consuming since my early teens. Um, not that I recommend that. I now know that the that the you know the age is about 21 when you're a little bit more developed but I had asthma growing up really bad. And there was a lot of restrictions I had as a child. And for whatever reason, cannabis was a way that I could medicate um, that didn't influence my asthma to flare up mm. and it helped calm me down. I had a lot of energy I couldn't do a lot with because I had to sit out of sports. And there was a lot of infringements that asthma had on my life that cannabis really helped me become more of who I was growing up. And that trend continued. So when I finally got into cannabis about five years ago, um, I entered a company that I'm with now called Silver State Wellness. We're a vertically integrated company here in Las Vegas, Nevada, meaning we have a cultivation, a production, and a dispensary under our license. And my job in the company is in sales. And I manage half the state of Nevada. And we produce mostly edibles. We're bringing some flour online and we're getting into some other things um, as well. But we're mostly known as being a beverage company. We launched the world's first cannabis beer. We have a really incredible um, CBD line that's made in an FDA approved facility. And it's just been really fun for me. I feel like I'm finally settling into alignment of who I am. And I feel like all the, all the knowledge that I got from being in the health and wellness industry has really been something I've been able to take with me and then step confidently into these, into the, the cannabis realm and take all of that information together and really figure out how to help heal people naturally. I love it. So before we get too much further, Emma, where can people follow you? How is the best way for them to get in reach with you? Good question. So I'm probably most active on Instagram. My name on Instagram is the Emma Preneur, and I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes, but it's essentially entrepreneur, but with my name at the beginning, Emma, instead of Entra. 
So that's my name on Instagram. I also just started a podcast called The Imagination that you can find on iTunes, Spotify. Um, and I'm also starting to get active with that on social media too. And that is under Your Imagination is Real. And those are probably the two best places to get a hold of me. And on both of those profiles, there's links if you want to get a hold of me in other ways, such as websites and learn more about my products and things like that. Cool. Guys, you know, I don't really promote a lot of other people's stuff much, but I'm telling you, you have to go follow Emma's site. Go follow her Instagram. It's packed, filled with information. Even if you don't think of yourself as a cannabis consumer or user or identify with that industry, the information that you put out is absolutely incredible. Even from a neuroscience and psychology perspective, where I tend to approach a lot of these chemicals and substances from, just the information and the wealth of knowledge that you have around this is tremendous. I kind of want to get into that massive trend that we're seeing within the cannabis industry and within you know, the broad awakening of our society of coming back to a substance that was once just as regular as cheeseburgers from McDonald's are today. You know, cannabis was that inside the United States for the first 150 years. Now we're seeing this resurgence and this rebirth of a whole industry that was almost entirely forgotten and pushed underground. What has that been like for you? How are you seeing that resurgence within social media, within the economy? What is that looking like from somebody that's on the front lines of that? Gosh, what a great question. You know, it's been quite a journey. I knew getting into it that it would be a little bit controversial. I think especially within the last few years or so, it's been really mass accepted on a national level and even global. But even just five years ago, I was met with a lot of resistance from people who were like, whoa, are you sure you really want to drop everything that you built to get into this industry? What if it ruins your reputation? What will people think of you? I even had people say, you know, you're going to be a drug dealer. Do you really feel comfortable selling drugs? You know, and I realized how much brainwashing in a sense has kept going throughout the years, even to modern day, right? So being able to be a part of that, to see the resistance, and then all of a sudden to see so many more people welcome it with open arms and really even admit that they take it for production, to be higher performing, to sleep better, for pain. We're seeing a lot of really high performers incorporate this into their daily life, which has been really, really eye-opening too. There's people I never in my life would have thought consume cannabis on any level that have come to me, whether it's in private or they're already open about saying, gosh, that's really cool. Me too. Right. So I think there's a lot of uncovering for certain generations, especially, um, you know, our grand, our grandparents and um, even some of our parents, there's a lot of people still who hold on to those old beliefs from prohibition. And they really do think that it's this really horrible substance. Right. But then there's also a lot of people who have really believed in it all along and who are finally able to kind of talk about that. So I think with some of the product offerings that are out now from lotions to, you know, teas and coffees, CBD only products, there's a lot of different ways to get the plant into your body without having to get really high. So I think that also opens up a lot of doors for people to, you know, try cannabis who wouldn't normally and people who wouldn't maybe want to smoke now have a ton more options going from edibles and chocolates and gummies to these really nice, amazing lotions you can put on and really everything in between. So it's been really interesting seeing the growth. And I mean, from working in the industry, there's a little saying that 
you know, a lot of insiders have that every single year feels like dog years in this industry because it grows so aggressively. So from a professional and business perspective too, I feel like I've grown years and years beyond what this five years has offered me. I feel like I've learned so much and just being a part of such an explosive industry, it keeps you on your toes. There's been a lot of people that I know that aren't in the industry anymore because it just, it's, it's really tough and it, it got to them, you know? So I feel like I'm in a much better position from a strength perspective and just mentally too, from, you know, sticking with it and, and being loyal to the same company throughout this whole time. And just really seeing the industry grow from a medical industry where it was really restricted to now, it, I mean, here in Las Vegas, it's pretty commonplace. There's not really a single conversation that I have with anybody where it's uncomfortable to talk about or where people just aren't, you know, kind of open-minded about it. So seeing that shift has been really, really awesome. That's really cool. So within your job, you're essentially acting as the distributor on that, but with sales naturally comes marketing. What are some of those shifts that you're seeing in the marketing land of this industry? Because marketing is all about memorization. It's a marketing's number one job, right, is to get the customer to memorize your brand and your product and who you are. How are you seeing that really play out? Because you're so active on social, you've got such an incredible following that you've cultivated and harvested. How are you utilizing that? What does that look like from you from a branding and messaging and content perspective to really drive the marketing to bridge sales in a market that's just starting to open up its eyes and really realize how much of a global force this is going to be. I really appreciate first off all the all the nice things that you said that really means a lot to me and social media is really tough for cannabis brands, um, even me as an individual, not having um, a brand name that I'm managing it's just me. I've actually had my Instagram shut down for promoting the products that I legally sell in the state. So I had to start my Instagram again from scratch a couple years ago, which was really devastating to me because it's something that I have to do as part of, of my job. And it's really, really hard for cannabis brands. Um, for example, in the state of Nevada, if an actual cannabis, cannabis brand puts a fruit emoji anywhere in their post, they can actually get their account not just shut down, but they can actually receive a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar fine from the state for putting an emoji that could possibly be attractive to children in their caption anywhere. Wow. So there's these really fine lines with marketing. There's certain parts of town, um, at least here in Nevada, it might be different in other states, but certain parts of town you're not allowed to have billboards. Um, it's still very restricted on radio or other outlets where advertising usually takes place. It's really controversial with things that you can put outside your store. The state really heavily reg regulates how every single thing starts to finish looks, how all the packaging looks. So it's been really hard for marketing companies. And what I really noticed is a lot of these companies depend on their staff to do the marketing for them. So whether it's influencer marketing to where they hire people who are very influential in the industry to promote their products on their page, or if it's within the company themselves, I've noticed even with, with me, I'll go into a dispensary and people say, oh, you're Emma with this brand, right? I, I see you on Instagram. It's like they start to identify the staff with marketing and start to depend heavily on that since a lot of the Instagram pages are very redundant with what they're allowed to say and with what they're able to per the state's guidelines and just per Instagram's guidelines without getting shut down. 
So it's a little bit easier to give that flexibility a lot of times to the staff or to actual people that are involved in the company in some type of way, what is an influencer marketing program or the actual employees. So it's been kind of interesting to see that shift to where it all really started heavily with social media brands of the actual companies. And because so many of those companies have gotten shut down one or more times, they really have passed that responsibility on to actual people to take on the marketing, almost like guerrilla marketing in a way. And then for people to go physically face-to-face into stores, um, we've really had to do that more so than any other industry because we're so limited on what we can actually put on a billboard or put anywhere for people to see. It's easier to just go into a store face-to-face, into a CBD shop, into a smoke shop, or even just reach out to people online who you might think might be interested in cannabis to go promote, shake hands and meet people because there's no other way that they're going to hear of your brand. Um, And right now in cannabis, it's still so new. So most other industries have the really established brands that you know of. For example, in retail, everybody knows Walmart and Target as being the monsters. Online, it's Amazon. Um, You know, with cars, Tesla is a really big one that you hear a lot more of and Elon Musk products, right? And people kind of put these standards on, well, this is the best of the best in this industry or just the highest uh, revenue bringer, um, where in cannabis, there's not really that brand awareness yet because people aren't able to understand brands from, you know, billboards and seeing logos and it's the restrictions are there. So because there's no target yet, there's no Walmart of this industry. Everybody's trying to get there, but it's, we're not there yet. So it really heavily depends on who's in front, you know, who's the face of the company and who's out there promoting it. So it's very, very fascinating to pay attention to cannabis marketing because in every single state that I know of that's legal, it's very limited on what they're able to do. So they've had to get a lot more creative with how they promote products. And like I said, like the guerrilla marketing, meeting face to face, knocking on doors, physically going in, and then the actual employees and influencers using their own social media to promote it has really been where the trend has gone. Totally. I 100% agree. And one of the key things that I picked up on that, that was a little bit of subtext is the ability to be a fluent communicator, to leverage your skill within communication to really drive a lot of these key points home without it being judgmental, without it being from a place of, you know, authority or having it be that place within your experience and the way you post on social media is a straight masterclass, especially on Instagram with using that platform to be an excellent communicator. If you had a top few tips to give to somebody, they had two minutes or three minutes at a coffee shop with you. And they're like, how in the world do I start to communicate better using these platforms? What would that process look like for you? Man, you're asking some great questions. So on social media, there's really a facade around a lot of what people see. There's a lot of people who tell you what they want to see and they put pictures of what they think that you want them to see versus real life. And if you follow any really great company such as, you know, Nike, if you follow um, even Google and some of these other companies and pay attention to their marketing, Apple's also a great one. You tell stories. So instead of throwing products in people's faces, you really leave the product name and um, some of the the elements about the products out of it. And you put yourself in in a position to tell a story of how these different things that you consume, that you sell, that you believe in, how they affect you and how you incorporate them into your life in a very real and raw way. 
And with cannabis, that can be uncomfortable sometimes because you don't want people all the time to, you know, and certain companies have restrictions on what you can and can't put as far as, um, you know, some companies might say to their employees, we don't want to see any social media posts of you smoking, right? Or we don't want to see this or we don't want to see that. So being able to go on and, and tell a compelling story that's actually real, that people can relate to, that, that brings out emotion in somebody is a really great way to go on online and use your platform to connect with people because everybody's looking at a facade and a lot of really fake things. And that can be influential in its own way, but a lot of that can be toxic. So when you can really be vulnerable and say, Hey, like I've had stress in my life. I've been depressed. I've felt inconfident and insecure. And because of these things that I'm doing today, I feel better. And being able to talk about that openly, I think is healing, not just for the person posting, I know for me, I've healed a lot these last five years, being able to actually tell my story because cannabis was something I felt really ashamed to talk about. And I'm sure a lot of other people do. So coming out and being able to tell a story about it and how it's actually affected my life personally, I think that helps really bind people to it and say, gosh, this person's just like me. You know, I go through that same thing too, instead of being really fake about it, you know, and maybe holding up a whole bunch of dollar bills and, and showing all the weed that I bought with it. Right. That's a hard thing for people to relate to. And it kind of perpetuates the negativity around it and the stereotypes. So my goal is to show people that I'm a patient too. I might not be disabled. I might not look it from, you know, if you talk to me, you might think that I have a lot of energy and, you know, but I've gone through a lot of dark times in my life and cannabis has really been something that I've leaned on. And it's been something that I know a lot of other people would too, if they understood how it could affect them in a positive way. So telling stories about the products that you believe in versus just putting a product up, telling the specs about it. If you watch any Apple commercial, any Nike commercial, they never talk about why their products are good as far as, you know, it runs this fast or it's made of this material. You see stories of how these products have changed people's lives and they the whole concept of marketing is behind those stories and those people. So I would say be real, be vulnerable. It's, it's not just healing for you, but a lot of other people are watching social media and scrolling through Instagram and saying, gosh, I can't relate to anybody on here. Everybody looks perfect. They all have filters. They're all leading these beautiful lives. And I'm over here. I'm really sad. I feel insecure. If you can connect to those people, there's a lot more of those people than there are perfect people. So in fact, nobody's perfect. So if you can be and accept yourself as imperfect and market yourself that way and show that you're on a path of healing, of, of using these products and just showing your vulnerabilities and how different things in your life have helped you, you're really going to connect with more people and with their hearts instead of just showing them why they should buy a product and why the product is the best. They want to actually see it in real life. It's, it's like you're like a living testimony in, in that instance. I love it. Emma, we are running out of time. One last time, where can people find you to get more of this amazing content? Because this has been straight fire. It's been amazing. Where can they find you again? Oh, thank you, Alex. They can find me on Instagram at the Emma Preneur, T-H-E-E-M-M-A-P-R-E-N-E-U-R or at Your Imagination Is Real. Both of those accounts I manage. And I have a link in my bio of all the other places that you can connect with me, but I'm definitely most active on those two accounts. Awesome. Emma Petrak, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you in the next episode. I'll have it.